Good afternoon, I'm here with Lucy Davis, National Theatre Wales. Um, we've just been in the Blue Creek Cafe in Aberystwyth with Rimini Protocol and uh, we're taking five minutes just to have a chat about National Theatre Wales and possibly the expectations for this international partnership. Mm -hmm. um, so if we could, we could talk a little bit about uh, Rimini Protocol and the decision to include uh, Rimini Protocol. Can you talk to me uh, about that a little bit? Please? Yeah, it's always been a real passion for um, for the first year to have a really strong kind of gesture of our international ambitions as a company. So um, there were then choices about who, how, what that might look like. Would that be a, a director, of, uh, an international director or an international company? Or um, So um, John and I spent some time when we had our kind of long list of projects thinking about the companies that excited us, the artists that excited us. And ahead of the game always was Rimini Protocol. Um, John knew their work of old, I knew it much more recently and of, rep of repute really, but as a gesture of the kind of company um, that we'd want to work with, um, they kind of really exemplified it because their work, the kind of way they make work is so progressive and interesting. And given that we were doing this theatre map, which was about mapping Wales, but also mapping theatre, rather than just inviting a kind of legendary theatre director over to direct a production of a play, having a company who stood for a real particular style and movement of theatre felt a really good fit. Didn't believe in a million years, really, that they'd have the availability or the inclination or any of the, you know, but the, the truth is, companies like this, no one ever thinks to ask, you know, so... Um, and because John had had a, a history with them and a, and a knowledge of them, and I went and met with uh, their dramaturg Sebastian in Brighton last year and we had a conversation and that all kind of flourished from there and we said listen how do you feel do you want to come make a bit of work they'd never been to Wales before they had no obviously no sense of what we were going to be as a company because we didn't exist yet we hadn't at that time even launched our program of work so they had no idea what kind of context of work they'd be sitting within so it's fantastic leap of faith um, on both our, our parts I guess uh, and we knew nothing other than that we wanted to shove them into West Wales and um, and, and that they could do whatever they liked. And I think that kind of liberty was really refreshing for them. So very excited about it. They're, they, they're definitely one of the kind of European theatre scenes, you know, great leading companies. So although we knew there'd be a whole bunch of people in Rabaristwith who wouldn't necessarily have heard of Rimini Protocol, we knew they'd be excited by the work once we brought it here because it would engage so much with, with them, given that it put, literally puts them on stage. But we also knew that it would give a big gesture to uh, to the kind of the UK and the European theatre community about the kind of work we were going to make and the kind of platform that we were interested in working on, which is that kind of European festival um, and experimental theatre platform. What might we expect from Rimini Protocol? <gasps> no, what's, you what's tell me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're, they're imagining we do in Aberystwyth know very very little about mm. them. What is this style of theatre? I mean, the only thing we do know about them is they work with real people. Okay. what they call experts so once they've decided on on an area a field a subject a, a group of people that they're kind of passionate about and interested in then then they find those people um, so they're not usually kind of just random individuals they're usually very closely connected to the theme the idea the the, the working world whatever it might be but then they then the, the range of, of ways they've made work is so extensive um, that it really could be anything from a, from a piece of work in a theatre that happens at 7.30 in the evening 
to, I mean, they've made work that's a phone call to a call centre in Calcutta. They've made work that's, you, you're in a, the windows of a high up building looking down on a square, you know. They, so it's all completely up for grabs. And, you know, this is the great liberty of our first year is that we're not under a particular pressure of, to create a, a particular length of run or to generate a particular level of box office income. So we're really free. We could do something that was a, we can invest a lot of resources into something that could be a one-off night or a, a, something that is much longer excursion. It could be anything. So, I mean, I think the only thing to say is that their work always has an extraordinary production values, um, an extraordinary energy about it and, um, and will feel very connected to the subject and the people and the community that they make it within. National Theatre Wales is aiming to make performance that is located, located performance if you like. What is located performance? How do we define it? Um, it, it it's lo- I mean it's either about place or it's about people. So what I'm discovering through this year of located work is that sometimes um, that's entirely about the geography of a, a village or, or a building even, and absolutely about that place, that sense of place. But in other cases, it's much more about, the, about people, a gathering collection of the people who are there. And, and all I know about the work that I'm doing is that it has a, that sense of context now seems the most important thing, and I can't believe I've ever made theatre without it. Um, because now it seems to uh, it seems to be the whole reason for it for it really is where you're making it and why and why with these people and why here and why now and what does that what does that do to the to the thing you're making the piece of art or theatre that you're making and having come myself from from kind of very neutral building based theatre um, it does it seems staggering that that a staggering vacuum to create work in to chuck plays into. Just these these kind of um, placeless buildings, really, or to make work that could move around different buildings without it having much shift or impact on the work itself. So every piece, uh, every piece of work we're making this year, if we moved it somewhere else, it would com- you'd almost have to remake it completely. It would either be a impossible, b you'd have to completely remake it with the people there or the or the geography there, or c it would just have a very different meaning. So the most movable piece we've made is is um, this the John Osborne play that we just produced in Cardiff. But even if you took that to Sheffield or to Newcastle or to London's finest West End, it, the, for me now it would be impossible not to re-see it in that context. Um, so I suppose location above all, location work above all, is, is context, and context that is absolutely vital at the heart of why you're making that piece of work in the first place. And is, is location distinct from site-specific theatre? Is, is, yeah, totally. Is there, how, how, do we, how do we pull the two apart? Um, I mean, I suppose because because some of the work we're making in the year is in theatre buildings, for example, the, the John Osborne play, to me that was still a located piece of work. So I suppose that's the difference. Is, is, um, for, and the Valleys play happened in a Mines Institute. That's not a site. That's not a site-specific work. That was, they're now functional art centres, but it still became crucially a, a located piece of work. That's, I suppose, the difference that I articulate. Okay. Okay. Um, Rimini Protocol are now off somewhere in Aberystwyth, mm-hmm. and they're, they're looking for these experts. Do we have any idea uh, what they might be thinking about working with, or who they might be thinking about working with? 
or is it all very, very uh, secret at the moment or unknown? I think it's deliberately secret and and they they strike me as an extremely open company. I mean, they have some areas that they're very interested in exploring. Again, responding to what feel like the, the communities that, that live and work around here, be it farmers or choirs or trains they're interested in. So they've got an idea of location and, and what located performance might be? Their work is deeply, is, is all located. They just remade a piece that they made in Berlin, um, which put 100 people from from the city on stage and that those 100 people reflected the cross-section of the of the city itself um, culturally and demographically and they just remade that piece and of course had to completely remake it with 100 new people from a new city and so their their work often has that real distinct sense of place and location i think again that's what really excited them about the invitation to come here was so they've had a researcher working for them to really feed them with what this place, Aberystwyth, and, and the surrounding area really really means. Who's here? Who lives and works here? Who are the people who are here? And um, What are the communities here? So these two days are about them fleshing out that research. And I hope they're hoping that on the back of just these two days, they'll have a much clearer sense when they mull on it over the next fortnight of where they really want to focus. And, and that will feed them to what the shape of the piece might be like. Is that search for a location a kind of a, a common uh, a common starting point between National Theatre Wales and Associated Artists? Uh, because, because it seems to me that they're they're quite they're on a real adventure at mm. the moment, having having spent some time with them this morning. Um, is is that the way it works? Was it different with each artist? Really or? depends. I mean, for example, Mark Rees, whose piece um, ended up in Barmouth, he'd never been to Barmouth before, and we sent him on a, a road trip. We gave him a, a, what we call creative time. And he and his creative producer went on a drive and went to places they'd never been. And he and Barmouth chose him is the way he describes it. Um, others, for example, Mike Pearson came to us with the site. Um, he'd had a reason to discover this this fake village, the German village in the middle of the Brecon Military Range. And had it had kind of haunted him ever since about the idea of making a piece of work there. Um, and the Persians, the fact that it became the Persians, came later. The piece of what it was that he'd do there came later. So for him, he came with a site. Um, so it really, really has... It's been a very, very process. We've talked to artists, some of whom are very um, rooted in a particular place as well. For example, Gary Owen is going to write a piece of work. He grew up in Bridgend, so it just seemed really natural for him to make his piece there. So it's, it's been a diff very different process with different artists. So you talk about the Gary Owen piece, Love Steals Us From Loneliness, that's, a, that's particularly lo located within Bridget. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, we'll know more in the next couple of weeks when he delivers um, his first draft. Okay. And he's, in, he's in a writing process. We think we found the place we want to do it, which again has really responded to conversations with, um, with Gary and with John as, as the piece has gently evolved. Um, that we're in a co-production with the Sherman on that project, but the Sherman is homeless, as are we, so we're both homeless and both looking for a home, So, which again is very freeing, so we'll probably do it in a in a kind of nightclub mm. space in Bridgend. Um, uh, and that's as much as we know about it at the moment. Okay. Well, thank you very much for speaking to me this afternoon. You're welcome, Tom. Um, and we'll meet again soon, I'm yes. sure. Yes. <laughs>